0: Hi, this is Anna, and this is Check It at the Round Table, where we discuss movies, books, music, and stuff. Today, we are discussing the BTS song from the Map of the Soul album called Filter. And I almost didn't do a podcast on this because, again, I'm really out of the culture. I mean, really, I am. I mean, I'm in the culture in many ways, in the stuff I watch, the things I do, etc., especially the Asian culture. So I'm up to date on a lot more Asian news than I am, like, news from the country I came from, America, for example, or Canada. I know a lot more about what's going on internationally than I do what's going on in the country I came from and the continent I came from. But I decided to do filter because again, it's kind of like on. It's not that I really maybe like the entire message of this song, but I this is one of the songs from this album that I do listen to sometimes. And I almost didn't do it because when I Googled it, or actually, excuse me, we don't Google, we search on YouTube. Honest, got to get better at that. When I searched on YouTube for this song, so I could drop a link in the description of the song that I listened to on my playlist, I realized that there are a lot of um, things about filter when it's done in concert that... On it just really wouldn't get. And, you know, some people would say, you know, maybe you're too pent up or whatever. And that's not it. Because, you know, it's like I was watching this couple. They're named Max and Yaws. And I'll drop a link to their YouTube channel in this um, recording as well. Because I just discovered their YouTube channel. And there's a lot about Max and Yaws that I really relate to. Because I'm a lot like Yaz. I mean, when Yaz gets on and starts talking, a lot of what Yaz, you know, the way he thinks, I totally am there with him on. I mean, whether it's talking about his views on adoption or his linear nature of how he discusses how he did X. I mean, I really get Yaz. I'm not really that, um, I don't know that much about Max yet, but again, I just started watching their channel. And Yaz is the one who mainly speaks on the channel. But you know, Yaz came on on one of the videos because they are uh, they are a homosexual couple from Canada. Actually, Yaz is from Indonesia, moved to New York, met Max, and then they moved to he moved to Canada to be with Max after they got married. And the thing I really liked about Yaz is he explained things in the way that I personally agree with. Because he said, you know, everyone there's a lot of comments on our channel, and I'm sitting down to discuss them right now because. Some people are upset that we are showing that we are emotionally fond of each other um, in ways that the people leaving the comments are considering over the top and inappropriate. And, you know, y'all said, you know, the fact that I'm in a relationship with a wonderful person and that I want to share that with the world after having had a very difficult upbringing and relationships that didn't work out, you know, I want to show that things can work out for people and if you're offended by that you can always just switch the channel because we're not changing it and i'm like there you go because in anna's opinion that's kind of the litmus test i mean if you're doing something relationship-wise that's being filmed and it's because you truly care about the other person I don't think that's over the top at all. What Anna has trouble with and why I fast forward through certain sections of the rom-coms and why I don't like what I saw on um, YouTube about filter in um, concert is because they're not doing those things because they're trying to show they care about the person that they truly care about. They're just doing those things to make noise. And again, this is no lambasting of BTS. This is no, you know, Thing saying that, you know, I don't like BTS. Because honestly, Anna likes BTS music. I just don't really like what I'm seeing on the concert front because I agree with Yaz. If you find the right person and you want to have a relationship and you want to show that, that's great. But if you just want to, you know, show yourself to everyone in the universe, that is not great. And not because, you know, it's upsetting to me as a viewer. I just think it's sad because I'm going, you know... That's a part of yourself and your life that you really should be sharing with your partner, not with the rest of the world. Not like in y'all's and Max's case, they're sharing their relationship with the world, but it's a totally different juxtaposition than like what Jimin does in his dance routine for Filter. And so we're just going to leave it at that. If you want to, you know, search Filter, you definitely can. I'm just saying. I was like, you know, these aren't the BTS concerts that I'm used to seeing. And this isn't something that I'm going to be dropping a link in the description to this video. And I almost didn't do Filter as a reviewed song because of this. But then I sat there and went, Anna, if you're avoiding something, again, you need to deal with it. So we're reviewing Filter. And what I like about Filter is... It makes you think. I mean, the song is about someone who wants to be the filter for someone else. And the thing is, is that's not really a healthy consideration. I mean we need to be our own filters. We need to be our own eyes to the world. Now, I think that the people who come into our lives and who are close to us are basically kind of the reading glasses that we put on in addition to our own eyes that help us see the world. And I am very grateful for the people in my lives who are the reading glasses, who are the second filter in my life to help me think about things. I mean, I can list probably, you know, about five people in my life who really are awesome filters. I mean, if I'm having something that I'm dealing with on a business level with the production work I am working on, or just who I need advice from because I know they've been through similar things, I go to them, and they're amazing filters. But I also look at their filters through the lens of my own eyes. It's like in Thor Ragnarok, the film, where Thor asks for... The man who holds the gate, who's played by Idris Elba, to give him his eyes. And there's this wonderful scene where they actually switch eyes and he can see what Idris Elba's char- character can see. And I think in life, it really isn't like Jimin's singing this song about being someone's filter. And the whole thing about that song is, you know. If you care about someone, you probably and they care about you. You're going to be their filter, but it's not something like you greatly desire. Because if you do, that's a little bit of a control issue. I really think you need to evaluate. I really like the music to this song, not the words. The music is very interesting. I mean, I'm not trying to be weird from a musical standpoint. It reminds me of some of Sean Mendez's work, which I'll drop a link to the song I'm thinking of in the description here when I get done with this podcast. But the music is very interesting to me. As a person who studied both violin, piano, guitar, um, I have a lot of music theory. I don't really do a lot with that, but I do. And so with that in mind, whenever I hear something, I think about it from a musical standpoint, and I think that the music to the song is extremely interesting. I also think it's so something culturally that I think is worth considering, especially as this is a popular song right now and has been for, like, I don't know, the past six months since it Map of the Soul came out. I'm not exactly sure when it came out. But anyway, because it shows me that, you know, people really aren't thinking about who's their filter. And, you know, honestly, no one should be the first filter except yourself, because otherwise you're going to be you know, headed for trouble. <laughs> I mean, I don't know another way to say that. But I think that the song is interesting. I think that the music is good. And every time I listen to it, it makes me have this existential discussion with myself on who the filters are in my life, who go on top of my eyes as glasses, and how I appreciate them as individuals, mainly because they're the type of people who wouldn't be up on the stage singing, I want to be your filter. They're the kind of people who sit there and go, You know, if you ask, I'll tell you what I think. Not like you really have to work to get their opinion. And those are the kind of people who really should be the filter, not the ones who are screaming at the door requesting to be the filter. I mean, I know that sounds weird. And again, I am not a proponent or um, advocate for, you know, some of the things that are related to the song if you YouTube it. And not because I have any problem with... um, you know, what do you call it, physical displays of human sexuality. What I have a problem with as an individual is when those displays are geared toward the wrong audience, and that's what I have a problem with. And again, that's probably the only time I think I've ever mentioned anything like this in a podcast. So again, you know, for Ana to say this, it took a lot, but I'm just saying, you know, I'm gonna drop a link to Yaz and Max's video in this description as well, because I think he really captures what I think is true about displays of affection, displays of, you know, that part of yourself that might have human sexuality entailed with it and why it seems okay to me in certain respects and in other audiences I'm going, you know, that's probably not the best of a decision. And again, For everyone, it's their own journey. You know, for some, it might look completely different than others, and logically, I will concur with that wholeheartedly. I'm just saying, from a personal standpoint, I tend to side a lot with y'alls on this subject. And so we're going to drop that link in the description here. We're going to um, also drop a link to the music video that is just the music from the soundtrack, not anything else. And there we go. Again, I really do like BTS music. It is interesting. It is funky. And I think it is also going to become more prevalent as K-pop, you know, finds its um, threshold and finds its litmus test and reaches its desired point i just think that right now what we're seeing a lot of times is you know it's more about for some of the bands i think quantity over quality right now and i mean i know there's a lot of money to be made so i'm not even saying it's wrong i'm simply saying that as someone who has studied music as someone who's looking at this from the outset and sees like Astro when they're starting and the joy that was on their faces and the kind of innocent pleasure in just being themselves and making music together to seeing like Jimin in concert doing Filter it made me a little sad because, I mean, honestly, I mean, I think of them as boys. I know that they're my age or thereabouts. Okay. I'm not giving my age on this podcast, but to me, they seem like boys, kind of like the younger brothers I never had, which I think I mentioned that on the other podcast. But, you know, that's why I think I look at it differently than a lot of people look at it because I am a din mom. I'm kind of a nunna I just look at the world and go, you know, kids are kids. And, you know, I want kids to be happy. And when I see things like this, I'm going, you know, I think that they've kind of maybe not done what they maybe, you know, they're not reaching their full potential in this area. And, you know, that's not anything against anyone in particular. I mean, you know, I like Jimin as a person. I think he's an interesting individual. I just, you know, I don't like seeing people when they seem to be doing things just for, the sake of getting a few more hits on social media, or that kind of thing. And again, I'm not even blaming anyone for that, because it's a very human thing. I mean, you want to be popular, you want to affect the world, and all that. At least some of us do, some of us really don't want to be popular at all. I mean, some of us really identify with Mia Thermopolis in um, Princess Diaries when she said, you know, I try to be invisible and I'm really good at it. I mean, some of us are behind the scenes and I think the reason we are is because we want to be there to help the people that are in front of everything. And that's kind of my whole point of this um, podcast is you want to be the kind of people that are quietly looking at the world through your own eyes And then also allow people to be filters in your eyes who you can trust. And that's why I think I listen to filter a lot because it makes me think about those. And it reminds me of the people I'm grateful for in my life who are the filters, who are the people who have helped me see the world differently. And you know, some of the best filters in my life are people that I have had completely opposing views on subjects with. And because of that, I have been able to have do I call it? Constructive disagreements where we're able to linearly discuss something and all come around to a different opinion because they were willing to show me their viewpoint, their filter on life, if you will. And that is what I think makes me grateful for this song because whenever I listen to it, even though the message of the song is the person wants to be someone else's filter, which probably means that they really shouldn't be someone else's filter, it reminds me of the filters in my life. And I sit there and go, Boy, I'm grateful for my filters. And I'm grateful that I have my own eyes to look at the world through and that I can put on the glasses of the people I trust to help me see the world in a different light. And that is what this song reminds me of. And with that, Anna out. Check it at the round table. Bye.